Hey everybody, welcome to Beyond the Board, a podcast that explores the themes and real-life inspirations behind tabletop games. I'm Mike. I'm Spencer. And on today's episode, we're going to be talking uh, about the game Mysterium. That's right. Spooky, spooky ghosts. Yeah, this is a very spooky episode. And we'll get to more of that later. But first, uh, I think we need to know who you're playing as and, and what the game's about. The game, ultimately, uh, it's a competitive game, I guess they call it. Mainly it's cooperative. You're, you're competing against each other, but ultimately your same goal you have the same goal of finding out how this ghost died. One person plays as the ghost, the other guys are mediums or psychics, and they're trying to figure out based on images that the ghost gives to these psychics through cards. Yeah, if you've ever played the game Clue, it's a similar sort of idea. It's an evolved version of Clue in which you're trying to gather bits of information to eventually figure out the whodunit of sorts. Mm-hmm. Um, it's almost like Clue and Dixit, the uh, card game that is based on giving clues for art, had a baby, and that has kind yeah. of created Mysterium. But Mysterium has this all-knowing presence going on, this this one player who has all the cards. They know all the information. They are the ghost in this instance, spooky. The, the spooky ghost, and they are imparting wisdom and information to the players. They will then use that information to try and guess who done it. Mm-hmm. Like real-life mediums when they solve crimes. Uh, the fun thing about the game is also the ghost can only knock to answer, so they can do like once for yes and twice for no. So that's also a fun little thing to play with a bunch of people. It's also really fun to play with like the lights off. And oh yeah, and candles. Really, oh. You gotta. You, this is a very thematic game, and we love thematic games. And you gotta fully embrace yourself in something like this. Absolutely. And so and so to help you with that, uh, we're gonna talk a little bit today about mediums, and then later on uh, we are going to discuss real-life crime-solving psychics and mediums. That's right. Because that's the whole that's the whole relationship that the players in this ghost have, is they, these players are actually mediums. They are somehow receiving information from uh, a spirit or ghostly being that is imparting clues and information for them to absorb and use. So what is a medium? Why do these people have access to ghost powers, essentially, Mike? What, what is a medium? Well, a medium, they mediate... That's why they're called a medium, not a hot or a spicy, but a medium or mild. What was your joke? Mild. You a joke. Yeah. It was a good joke. <laughs> so a medium mediates uh, the communication between the spirits of the dead and the living human beings. So psychics generally use ESP or extrasensory perception to – it's considered a sixth sense. So if you've ever seen sixth sense, it's that idea that – you can feel things that aren't really there. In in Haley Joel Osment's spoiler alerts, in Haley Joel Osment's case, Bruce Willis is dead the whole time, and he can sense and feel and see ghosts. And this is his sixth sense. He's technically a medium, which is a evolved form of a psychic. Yeah, that that sixth that sixth sense is an idea. Sixth, sixth it's hard sense. to say. Sheik's sheep's sixth sense. <laughs> it's like the idea of a like a third eye. Like you have some sort of vision into a world that everybody else is utterly aware of or blind to. Mm-hmm. And so that's these like you were kind of saying, mediums are, and I love how you've noted it here, an ultra psychic yes. essentially. Uh, you were kind of posing it earlier as the whole square rectangle idea uh, that a, a square is a rectangle, but a rectangle isn't a square. A medium is a psychic, but a psychic isn't necessarily a medium. Exactly. So you can have, uh, so if you're just a psychic, you might be more attuned to energies in a room. 
uh, or you can maybe kind of have an idea that like somebody died here or, or there's a ghost here. I can, I can kind of feel ghosts. But the idea behind a medium being that ultra psychic is that they can actually communicate with the ghost. So like in the movie, Ghost, uh, Whoopi Goldberg becomes Patrick Swayze. Mm-hmm. And so she is like an ultra medium in that turn of a phrase. And so the, the whole point of these mediums is to convey information or convey, convey some sort of uh, message that spirits or ghosts are trying to impart into the physical world that they could not otherwise do without this sort of catalyst that the medium acts as. So in the board game, you are, as the ghost, you give the other players pictures and their vision cards. And these vision cards have everything from, like, a little teddy bear riding a motorcycle while on a boat in a sea of keys. It's it, it can be, like, really weird dream-like or nightmare-like stuff. And these you're supposed to hand these to these psychics so they can figure out what you're trying to point them towards. Uh, and, and this is basically what a medium claims that they do. And it's, it's, it's actually kind of perfect, that description that you gave is the sort of very strange and almost abstract sort of information that you're getting. And you'll, you'll see that in the stories that we talked about in the second half of the show, where these mediums are getting half information or strange information that they have to somehow try and read through and kind of like read between the lines to like the subtext, what is actually trying to be conveyed here. And that's, that's what Mysterium is. They're not giving you a picture of a knife so that you know that person was stabbed. They will give you like a, a picture filled with the ideas of sharpness, but not necessarily... Or a kitchen or... Exactly. Or tiles, and you're like, why is that tile? That doesn't look like bathroom tile. Maybe that's kitchen tile. And so the mediums ultimately break down those images into clues, and that's where they become these psychic detectives, if you will. Um, and we're going to get to these stories, but first we wanted to take a moment and and discuss real quick what our takes on psychics are. Uh, a lot of these stories are are true in a sense that these these crimes actually happened but but ultimately they can be explained in different ways things like mediums and ghosts go alongside things like aliens or the yeti or you know anything like that where everyone has a pretty strong opinion one way or another of whether or not they kind of buy into that idea and then you know there are there are certainly cert- certain people who are they just they're com- completely uh, they don't know and they're just kind of okay with that unknown but yeah something like ghosts or spirits or specifically people who can talk to ghosts i think that's the thing that maybe for me personally is the thing that takes it too far we're like ghosts i have no idea like i've heard enough stories and enough, i've met enough people who are absolutely convinced that that is the case where Okay, sure, maybe. I've never experienced a ghost. But the, the like it's the it's that next step, that evolution of somebody who happens to be like specially tuned to this ability to communicate with these beings where like that's just it's a superpower. Mm-hmm. And we don't look at other people necessarily as having superpowers and think, "Oh yeah, I whole, wholeheartedly believe in that superpower." Yeah, also generally superheroes with superpowers if you think about like the idea of it they don't make money off of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and generally, th- these mediums do. And not to say these stories aren't interesting. I, I think we just wanted to set a disclaimer that I'm sure if you go and research these stories, you'll find a lot of people who will be like, well, 
they didn't really do this because this and X, Y, and Z, and they changed their story. But for the sake of of getting into the theme of Mysterium, uh, we're going to tell these stories as if they were in actuality canon and they were real true stories and they really helped these certain families come to terms with with uh, different situations that happened. Um, so we're going to take a break uh, and then we'll be right back with some uh, some spooky tales and and we're we're going to do this in a different fashion we're actually going to tell the stories and and uh and we'll put some music behind it to make it seem real creepy yeah let's turn uh, off the lights but yeah oh, <laughs> i won't be able to read oh, right. uh but uh, just just as a disclaimer these stories do deal with some themes of murder uh some are a little grisly and a lot of them deal with child death so if this is something that's not comfortable for you um Hopefully, the first half of this and explaining what a medium is will get you into the game Mysterium. It is still a very fun game. Uh, but if not, then you can join us for this whole wonderful adventure on crime-solving psychics. All right. So, yeah, we'll see you on the other side of the break. <gasps> the other side. lit i'm spooky it's spooky <laughs> all right now we'll start our spooky scary stories and just remember these deal with some pretty graphic themes so if uh any small children are listening to this or or if you're worried and have a weak stomach or you don't like talking about children getting harmed then you probably don't want to listen and thank you for listening to beyond the board uh if you're still here prepare to get spooked all right, so our first medium is Dennis McKenzie. So we're jumping back to 2002. A schoolgirl named Holly Wells disappeared alongside her friend Jessica Chapman. Having kind of no idea what happened to their daughter, the Wells parents approached Dennis McKenzie, a recommended psychic and what we are now calling medium. Dennis immediately told them that Holly had been murdered and he told them this days before the bodies of these schoolgirls was actually found. He then revealed some actually pretty chilling details as he described a man and a woman who ended up being the murderers of these girls. This, this information wasn't found out till weeks after Dennis had said these things. He described the man and woman, Ian Huntley and his girlfriend, Maxine Carr. And then on top of that, Dennis was able to mention the color, make, and model of the car that Ian Huntley, the murderer, used to take the bodies of these girls from his house to the point in which he threw them into a ditch. Our next medium is Etta Smith. I will be reading these a little bit more dramatically than Spencer. We'll boost up the music for this. Not advertised as a psychic or medium, in 1980, Etta Smith heard a news bulletin about a disappearance of a nurse named Melanie Uribe, and Etta had a psychic vision where Melanie's body would be found. Melanie was a nurse who was reported missing two days after not coming home after a shift. 
Etta kept getting a vision of a white cloak trapped under a bush, and despite not believing that she had this sixth sense, sixth sense, she decided to try and find this bush. Her intuition led her to a remote spot in a valley nearby and found Melanie Uribe under a bush and then called the police. Unfortunately for Etta, the police accused her of being the murderer as she couldn't give a legitimate reason to having found the body. She spent four days in jail and eventually they found the real killer. Etta Smith was released and ended up suing the court. She still doubts she has powers. So next up <laughs> is Noreen Reiner. So Jessica Herbert uh, came to Noreen after her brother, Arthur, uh, his plane crashed in New Hampshire sometime in the winter of 1984. This was after an extensive search by the police and the Civil Air Patrol had done everything they could and they found no evidence of a plane crash. But Reiner, the medium, was not sure if her powers were actually going to be able to help find Arthur, but she decided, okay, I will try and help out as best I can, and had a number of conversations with Jessica, and in turn, she had visions of the crash site. Uh, and she told Jessica that Arthur and the other passengers, unfortunately, did not survive. She then saw three letters in her vision, T, G, and P, which, after a little bit of investigation, happened to be the towns Templeton, Gardner, and Pitcherville, which, if you look at the town boundary lines of those three places, is where the plane crash was. Our next medium is Rosemary Kerr. So the family of Andre Daigle, they called Rosemary Kerr after Andre was approached in a bar by a woman asking for a ride home and didn't come home for four days. So Rosemary Kerr was able to get a psychic lead based on a photo of Andre's truck. She said as soon as she saw the photo, she experienced head trauma. And it was said she, she saw two men responsible for Andre's death. She gave the description of the men, and then gave the location of the body by an interstate. Andre's brother went out to check the location, but when arriving at the place, he saw Andre's truck being driven by two men that Rosemary described. They caught, he gave chase, and they caught up with him, and they called the police, and they confessed to beating him to death in the head with a hammer, which explains the head trauma she felt. Uh, to make it more impressive, she did all of this work from home, over 2,000 miles away. In a similar sort of story, long distance medium, take yourself to 1961. I'll take myself. Edith Kikorius was kidnapped in New York City, and the police were running out of time to find her. So they called up Gerard Croisette, who lived in the Netherlands at the time, to help find her. They actually offered him a trip to come to New York to help, but he declined, saying that the people, all the, the, since there are so many people in New York, that would actually disrupt his abilities to help solve the crime. So instead he asked for a picture of Edith and a map of the borough that she was last seen in. With that, he saw a vision of a dark woman in front of a window, as well as a laundromat, dry cleaners, and a gray building with five stories. He told the police that Edith was already dead, so the police followed this lead and found the building near the ones that Gerard had seen. 
And then in doing so, they found Edith's body and a week later managed to find the murderer. And our last and final medium we're going to talk about is Dorothy Allison. So in 1976, a family was looking for their missing teenage daughter and contacted the known psychic Dorothy Allison. Dorothy, immediately hearing this from the parents, had a vision of the numbers 2562, which the family translated into her birthday, February 5th, 1962. Wanting to know more, they hired Dorothy, and she had a vision of a swamp and the numbers 222 and that their daughter was dead. She told the family that the swamp is where the body would be, and they weren't finding anything when they searched the swamp for a while, but a few weeks later, some teenagers discovered a body in an oil drum with the numbers 222 on the side that had been dumped into the swamp. Dorothy revealed that the killer was an ex-boyfriend of their daughter. The police examined the body and came to the conclusion that she had been strangled. They caught up with the ex-boyfriend, and he confessed to killing the girl after learning her plans to break up with him. Now, these are some pretty sad stories, and there's pretty interesting ways that the mediums helped out to solve these crimes. Um, I'm, I'm uh, definitely blown away by the ones in which the mediums were nowhere near the scene, so they're thousands of miles away and still able to offer aid. And it's aid. not like internet was just readily available for some of these people, because if you think about Gerard Croisset, that's 1961, and he was in the Netherlands, and he was able to pinpoint a specific area in New York City, which is pretty nuts, if you ask me, or pretty psychic. I have literally no way of explaining any of these things, and so I will just continue to be kind of blown away by them instead. So if you found these interesting, you would probably find Mysterium pretty interesting, and you can make your own psychic connections through images and uh, playing with your friends as ghosts and other psychic mediums. Uh, but if you don't have anything else... That's all I got. Thank you all for listening to Beyond the Board. If you have any questions, comments, send them to beyondtheboardpodcast at gmail.com, or you can follow us on Instagram at at goingbtb. Uh, and you could also subscribe which is very nice if you want to get a new episode every single week on any of your Apple Podcasts or Stitcher or I don't think we're on Spotify. We won't mention that, though. <laughs> you can also leave us a review, uh, which would be very nice. Stars always help, and with Apple's algorithm, if you hit five stars and you leave a review, it only gives us some more exposure and more people can listen and more people can explore the world of mediums and psychics. And to leave you, we're going to leave you with a couple ghost sounds. This podcast has been produced in association with the Nerdalogs. To find out more about the Nerdalogs and their shows, visit www.nerdalogs.com or facebook.com slash nerdalogs. Thanks for listening. <laughs>